This work in progress is released under a Creative Commons license. The following Still Ripples podcast is dedicated to all those living in confusion, who are in pain, and who are searching. He who has ears, let him hear. This week on Still Ripples, Job realizes he has nothing to say, and God continues questioning. week's Still Ripples. I'm Greg. I'm Brian. Well, guys, we are reaching closer and closer every week to the end of Job. Uh, Today we're going to be reading out of Job chapter 40. Uh, Again, you know, uh, God's been uh, speaking to Job. He came in in a whirlwind, uh, but we'll let uh, Brian kind of give us a rundown of where we're at and uh, different translations. We saw last week uh, God brought up various animals like the ostriches, the, the, the birds of prey and stuff like that. I believe the tiger as well, if I recall correctly. Just all these different types of <clears throat> animals, and so you're seeing that you know the, uh, this order in creation. You're seeing all these different creatures that God has created, and how man can things that they do, kind of like what the ostrich does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Man would see it, uh, you know, they see it as a certain way they perceive it, and yet there's something you know that God has for you. you know, there, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a there's behavior beyond you know what man can understand, and, and you know, and God is the author of. Uh, of that instinct and stuff in animals. I mean, man cannot discern everything. And so he shows Job his limitations in his understanding. But in uh, this week, what we're going to see through the various translations, well, let me go ahead and read the, the titles. The New American Standard Bible is what we're reading out of this week. Uh, in verses 1 through 6, we see Job, what can I say? Verses 6 through 14, God questions Job. In verses 15 through 24, God's power is shown in creatures. Uh, the English Standard Version breaks it up into two parts. Uh, up until verse 3, we see just a carryover from the last chapter. But verses 3 through 5, Job promises silence. And then verses uh, 6 through the uh, through chapter 21, actually, the Lord challenges Job. The New King James Version, we see kind of a similar pattern. Verses 3 through 5, Job resp- uh, Job's response to God. Verses 6 through to chapter 41... Uh, God's challenge to Job. The God's Word translation breaks it up into looks like four parts. Um, verses one through two, the Lord speaks. Verses three through five, Job speaks. Verses six through fourteen, the Lord speaks. Uh, can you be like me, Job? In verses fifteen through twenty-four, can you conquer? Uh, can you conquer the behemoth, Job? The New Living Translation follows a similar format as the English Standard and the New King James. Uh, Job responds to the Lord in verses three through five. In verses 6 through 24, the Lord challenges Job again. The Net Bible breaks it up into three parts. Uh, verses 1 through 5, Job's reply to God's challenge. Verses 6 through 14, the Lord's second speech. In verses 15 through 24, the description of the behemoth. Finally, the Message Bible breaks it up into two parts. Verses 3 through 5, Job answers God, I'm ready to shut up and listen. Very blunt there, I, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Verses 6 through 24, God's second set of questions, I want straight answers. Also, pretty uh, 
straightforward. And that's all I've got for you. But, uh... Yeah, anyways. So, alright. Jumping right into chapter 40. Then the Lord said to Job, Will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let him who reproves God answer it. Then God... Then Job... Sorry. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am insignificant. What can I reply to you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer. Even twice, and I will not... I will add nothing more. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm and said, Now gird up your loins like a man. I will ask you, and you instruct me. Will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me, that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God? And can you thunder with a voice like His? Adorn yourself with immense and eminence and dignity, and clothe yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the overflowing of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and make him low. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind them in the hidden place. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. You know, starting out in this in this particular chapter, uh, you know, Job finally, after uh, two chapters, has something to say, and it's it's very kind of uh, he Job realizes the things that he said, and now who he was really kind of saying it to. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's much like sometimes when you speak out of turn. I know from my childhood, a lot of times when I would just start spouting things off and then the figure of authority came in, I would realize that I probably shouldn't have said half the stuff I just said and I wasn't really thinking everything through. But, you know, the way that God uh, presented things, it was really humbling to Job. And, you know, again, God asked a lot of questions of Job and, you know, in uh, in uh, verse two, will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Uh, let him who reproves God answer it. You know, is he still, uh, you know, presenting these same kind of rhetorical questions to Job, in the sense of Job, if you are so righteous, if you're so Almighty, if you are as I am, then you know, by all means, tell me. Let's let's talk. Well, certainly. Uh, well, for, you know, first of all, it, you you can note that uh, you know the reason why Job hasn't responded yet is God's making many statements. He's asking mm-hmm. uh, questions, but they're not necessarily directed. But in in this instance, it is you know directed right at Job. I mean, he said in the past, you know, gird your mm-hmm. you know yourself up, uh, gird your loins up like a man. But here you can see that the way he asks a question, why it would uh, you know elicit a response, you know, will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? It's almost like he's saying, and then he turns to him, and he's waiting for him to respond. And so you kind of see that. Mm-hmm. And one thing that uh, certainly, <clears throat> you know, has to be noted, you know, God has given him this chance to present his case. 
uh, he gave Job, uh, or you know, God presents his case. He's given Job the opportunity to present his. But you know, uh, Job, as, as you said, he mm-hmm. as he notes here, he has no case to present, and he, and he says that you know he's laying his hand over his mouth. In other words, he's silencing himself. He says, you know, I have no argument to make. And mm-hmm. what I like here is <clears throat> one thing that's taught to me is whenever you make a statement. You need to kind of work that out in your head a little mm-hmm. bit before you make it, because there's always an inevitable outcome of the reasoning that you're using. Mm-hmm. And you can I mean, we can't always do that, but like Greg says, you know, sometimes we open our mouths, stuff comes out, and then we don't think. Mm-hmm. And that's why they always say, learn to think before you speak. And it isn't just, oh, let me think about what I'm going to say. It's not just that. It's also thinking, where is this reasoning going to lead me if, mm-hmm. if someone goes down this line and they inevitably work it all the way out. Mm-hmm. And God really hits him point blank with that because just some of the stuff that he says, you know, will you condemn me that you may be justified? I don't, I don't, I don't even know if Job was really thinking in terms like that condemning mm-hmm. God, but his reasoning would go that route because mm-hmm. one thing that has to be noted in verses uh, 9 through 14, this whole whole portion you know, or do you have an arm like God? You know, you, you know, mm-hmm. like God. There's this comparison going on, and it, and what you can draw out of it is to contend with God suggests an assumed equality with God in a mm-hmm. sense. I mean, you're basically asking to be on par. I mean, what you know, what do they, you know, what do we say in reference to law and stuff? All are equal before the law. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, a man or woman goes into court. They're given representation, equal mm-hmm. representation, and all that. You know, they're on par with their uh, their accusers or whatever or you know vice versa that's what court gives you the idea of and so when you're contending with God and you're asking to be in court with him you may not realize it but you're wanting to be on par with his level and bringing your argument to him mm-hmm. and so that's what he's kind of pointing out here he said he's saying that you know do you have an arm like mine i mean he talks about he and he says all the you know, he gives them these this more idea of the things that he can do you know ask God what what he can do and he says you know can you do this does your voice boom like this uh, and, and, you know he gives them all that to, and, and basically you know uh, talks about you know trading down the wicked and everything well you, you know if you're if you're like this then you know can you basically if you're a judge, then mm-hmm. can you judge the wicked? I mean, do you have that authority? So he's questioning Job's authority, and uh, <clears throat> that's you know that's part of the, uh, the reaction, uh, I guess, uh, of Job in the beginning. But uh, you know, he's reacting to all that has been said in reference to, I guess you could say, the power of God. Mm-hmm. In the last chapter, when in creation and stuff, we're seeing the power of God, but in this, we're starting to see the justice. Of God, you know. First, you know, can do you have power like I have? Can you create? Can you do this? Now we're seeing, can you be just as I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and you know, looking back at the earlier parts of Job, that's one thing that Job was really presenting is kind of that even playing field. And you know, as Brian pointed out, God brings in all of these uh, great things that He's done from creation to. Uh, uh, you know, leading that creation and just all the different little things that have to go into even the smallest of details. And now, you know, he's he's presenting you know traits that you would see in a in uh, you know a just creator, uh, like you know Brian pointed out that if you have these abilities, why don't you do it? You know, 
you want to be you want to set this up as uh, equals here. So let's let's see. Can you do these things? Can you uh, contend on this level? And again, you know, Job sees this and kind of realizes maybe I spoke out of turn. <laughs> yeah, and then and then going going back, uh, you know, thinking, you know, reasoning out what what your idea, your concept, your question beforehand. Uh, you know, ideas can be a dangerous thing, and we always need to think of what the inevitable outcome would be. And this is a this is a good point of one of the authors that I was reading in reference to this. I think it was a uh, Warren Wearsby. He was talking about how um, if you look at the language here and what God is saying when He talks about you know being condemned and everything, He's pointing out that it isn't Job who's being condemned. If you work out the reasoning, it would be God being condemned in in a sense. Because Job's self-justification that he was not acting wickedly results in him saying, you know, implying, not, I mean, maybe he wasn't even trying to do that, but there is that implication, well, if he isn't acting wickedly, then someone else is, right? Mm -hmm. And that would be, uh, it would be, it would be falling back towards God, and God is saying, you know, that would be condemning him. And so... You got to you got to realize what you're saying in your own defense. Whenever you're defending yourself, are you putting someone else down in the process? I mean, just thinking about that. So, uh, again, you know, this is a, there, there's a question of authority here. So let's uh, continue on in, your, uh, in our reading in uh, verse 15. Behold now behemoth, which I made, as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold now his strength in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He bends his tail like a cedar. The, uh, the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is the first, uh, he is the first of his ways of God. Let his maker bring near his sword. Surely the mountains bring him food, and all the beasts of the field play there. Under the lotus plants he lies down, in the uh, covert of the reeds in the marsh. The lotus plants cover him with shade. The willows of the brook surround him. If a river rages, he is not alarmed. He is confident. Though the Jordan rushes to his mouth, can anyone capture him when he is on watch? With the barbs, can anyone pierce his nose? I mean, there's various theories as, a, as to what this creature could be. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think the one that I've read the most is that maybe it was some sort of hippopotamus or a type of it or mm-hmm. whatever. But that's debatable of what it really is. I mean, what you can draw out of this is this was a powerful creature created mm-hmm. by God. And, he, and I mean, he's asking Job, you know, can someone like you tame mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, basically uh, this wild creature? Can, you know, and to Brian's point, there's been there's been many different uh, uh, debates: uh, hippopotamus, elephant, uh, representation of a dinosaur. You know, but what what God was presenting here is the description of this this creature, this beast, is just so um, so overwhelming, so massive. Just the descriptive things here. You know, no mere man could easily contend with this. You know, on on uh, you know just an everyday type thing, and God is saying a creature like this you have a hard time with. You know, it's got uh, a powerful tail. It's got uh, you know legs 
and muscles and all kinds of different things. It can't be pierced. Can anyone capture him when he is on watch with barbs? Can anyone pierce his nose? God is painting a picture of a very powerful creature. And if you have a hard time with this, you know. Yeah, no, and and, uh, to your point, he says in verse 19, he is the first in the ways of God. Let his maker bring near his sword. Mm -hmm. I mean, only the maker of this creature could could bring this creature down or tame mm-hmm. it or whatever. I mean, so that in a way that's, you know, conti- he's bringing that uh, that sort of uh, contending to Job or whatever. He's like, only mm-hmm. his maker can take care of this creature, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, that's it. That's, that is said to humble Job and to show mm-hmm. him that, you know, who he is. You know, he's God yeah. and, and not Job. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's what I think is really amazing about just the way that God is approaching uh with with the wisdom that he's showing in the questions that he's asking Job that this the situations that he's presenting to Job you know Job realizes that this is the almighty that I'm I'm dealing with and God could have easily you know right there when when Job said okay I made a mistake I'm sorry that was that I I was wrong you know I am insignificant what can I reply to you but you know God continues and doesn't just leave it there. He keeps, uh, you know, kind of pressing into Job and says the same thing that he said earlier on. Now gird up your loins like a man. You know, so often we tend to try to take the easy way out, especially when we make a mistake, either you know saying, "Oh, I didn't do it," or "Okay, I did it. I'm sorry, my bad." That's you know, I'll get over there. Yeah, we, we placate or we uh-huh. just want to end the conversation. We don't want to hear the other person's side completely. It's just mm-hmm. like, let me just concede and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, God is not going to let that happen with Job. He's going to lay out everything. Everything that Job said is going to be addressed, and it's not like a direct address. But, you know, like God presenting, you know, who are you to come at me as a, as a judge, trying to come as an equal? Can you, pre- can you present this? Can you do these things? And again, it's, it's a lot of about humbling. And, you know, I, for one, have a hard time sometimes with, with that sense of, you know, being made humble. Whether it be somebody who knows something more than I do, or, you know, I start puffing up with pride and just that little tiny pinprick that just lets all the air out. You know, it's... Humility is a very... Uh, <laughs> it really It's is. a bitter thing sometimes. And, and, and really, it, does, it, it takes something to, as you said, mm-hmm. deflate you a little bit. I mean, sometimes it, it has to be a blunt word. Kind of like uh, when we were talking about the message Bible where Job was saying, I will shut my mouth. Yeah. It, it, sometimes it takes a blunt word. It, I mean, it's a blunt word said in love is, is the best way to, to, to come at it. But mm-hmm. it often takes that because we're so puffed up. You know, we've allowed that puffness to kind of become like a shield and, and our pride. We try to use our pride to protect us. Yeah. You know, and even, even as a Christian, we've got to not only keep ourselves in check, but kind of help keep each other in check and understand that sometimes when somebody presents that side to us to to take heed to listen to what they're saying and you know like Brian said not necessarily kind of try to shush it away or okay yeah you know you're right you know listen to the people that that you surround yourself with that are fellow believers because sometimes they see things that we don't and um you know, even in the situations that Job was in, yeah, uh, I could 
easily foresee myself saying some of the things that Job said. But you know, we've also got to look look on look on to God and see what He says about it. Yeah, I mean, how often in uh, the you know the Proverbs does it say that the wise listen to or you know are those that listen to instruction? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that that's something you know to your point as well. Definitely. So if you guys would join us in a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you so much for letting us gather here today, Lord God, to uh, just continue diving into your word, Lord, and I pray that you would just uh, bring each and every one of us uh, closer to humility in you, Lord God, um, just to know exactly who you are and uh, who it is that we serve, Lord, uh, and I pray that you would uh, help us to continue to grow in you and that this community would continue to grow as uh, we uh, keep just diving into your word, Lord. I pray you would bring us back safely here next week. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would be with uh, all those that are kind of dealing with the weather, uh, all the different power outages and issues and things like that. We just pray that you'd be with the families and the people, Lord. Uh, be with the be with the nation. Be with the world, Lord God. We, uh, we lift each and everything up uh, to you, Lord God, and even just the, the smallest stone and a still pond, Lord. It sends out those ripples. And, Lord, that's really what we're here for is just to get your word out uh, as much as we can, Lord. Thank you for the opportunities you give us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. And now for the proverb. Proverbs uh, chapter 19 verses 21 through 25. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What is desired in a man is steadfast love, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish, and will not even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will learn prudence. Reprove a man of understanding, and he will gain knowledge. Well, guys, as always, uh, you can visit us on our website at www.stillripples.org. Uh, there you'll find our blog and various uh, means and, and ways in which you can contact us. we got a Facebook page, Google+, Plus. also have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can leave us comments here on this video or uh, on the discussion boards on our website. Uh, we do ask that you kind of keep it uh, clean and respectful and uh, we'll uh, read and get back to each and every one of them as quickly as we can. And, uh, you know, you never know. It might be the very next episode of uh, Skipping Stones or Still Ripples or anything like that. So, as always, guys, take care and God bless. out here we should totally make uh just kind of like an offshoot of still ripples still rippling still and it's uh it's kind of the comical side of still ripples something that you guys probably don't know about us is we love to joke such yeah, as, but not limited to <laughs> some, well i mean nothing offensive yeah there's gonna be one so, time where craig's really would, tired and he forgets to edit out that part and, you might want to uh Look at some of the videos on our YouTube channel. Maybe skip to like the end and let the credits play and see if there's anything afterwards.
Oh gosh. <laughs> what did you do? Oh my.